Yo, Ben, how are you doing, yeah. man? Yeah, I'm good, sir. How are you? <clears throat> I'm doing just great. The bad guy is here. It's a PNC Progression Wrestling podcast. I, I wish the bad guy was still here, but I appreciate the... I appreciate the impression and the toothpick in the mouth. I really, I really do. Um, you know, Elio, uh, Elio had that ready to go as soon as I logged into the Zoom and got into his room. But I appreciate that. I'm a big Scott Hall. I was a big Scott Hall fan. Um, so, so was I. In all seriousness, I am. Um, I don't know if you um, saw the little uh, tribute I wrote on uh, Facebook the other day, but um, you, you know, so I was I was a wrestling fan before the NWO. Um, I was I was a, I was a WCW guy well before WW, WWE came into my picture. I. I had only discovered WWE, believe it or not, in 96, uh, just prior to the launch of the, uh, of, oh, what, what was it? It was just prior to, uh, to when um, Stone Cold won the King of the Ring in 96. Yep, okay. It was just before that. So, but well before that, I was a fan of, WCW, you know, guys like Brian Pillman, guys like Scott Hall and all that. So, um, but I came of age right right to really understand what was going on in terms of storylines and kind of what what makes wrestling special um, around the time that the NWO came to be. So, um, Scott Hall was a huge part of that obviously and then as I got older and realized that he used to be in uh, WWE uh, that's when I went back and discovered Razor Ramon and of course I was a bigger fan then because Razor Ramon Ramon was like one of the coolest fucking gimmicks I've ever seen in my entire life yeah I, I remember all the vignettes when they started airing them it was so cool especially the one where like where he's like, well, what do you want me to do next, man? You want me to clear the table? I clear the table. <laughs> he, he just pushes the guy into the fountain as he walks by. Yeah, I, 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 just, I just watched that last night. So actually, actually, ladies and gentlemen, to be perfectly honest with you, um, you know, Elio and I had decided to do the um, a WrestleMania 10 retrospective prior to the news of Scott Hall breaking. This is before we even know that he had um, the heart attacks and was even on life support. We decided this um, before that all happened. I think we decided to do it on uh, on uh, the Friday before he died, I believe. Yeah. Um, before the before before all the news broke. So um, you. You know, is is this a fitting tribute? Yes, uh, timing-wise, but it wasn't intended to be that. And to be honest with you, Elio, I wish to God it wasn't because um, this one hurts a little bit more than some of the other ones. Yep. 
because, uh, like I said, Scott Hall was a gigantic part of me forming that bond uh, to professional wrestling. So um, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely feel this one a little bit more. So I even um, remember, and I also remember WrestleMania 18. I was seeing him and Stone Cold Steve Austin live at Skydome. Yeah, well, it, it's funny because I I went back and I. One, I watched that match, but two, I also found this old um, uh, WWE DVD that I didn't know they did, uh, Living on the Razor's Edge. Yeah, yeah, um, I, saw, I saw that. I saw that video. Yep. From, and I didn't know that they did that. I just found it because they, they had um, uploaded a bunch of Scott Hall clips mm-hmm. uh, as tribute. So I went back and I watched that. And then I also found um, the Razor Ramon uh, Coliseum video. Oh. So I I started watching that, too. Um, And, you know, it's just a situation that sucks. So instead of of starting the show out with the week in wrestling and and then wrapping up with the the Retro WrestleMania reviews... uh, we're going to switch that up a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to do um, our WrestleMania 10 retrospective to kick off the show. Yep, we are. And um, so, of course, I'm Elio. He's Ben. But, um, oh, yeah. Well, I you, guys, I, you I, guys should know who we are. But, but yes, I, have, I, have, I have an email, though. I have an email, though. Oh, God. From the producer. Elio. Elio warned me about this email ahead of time, but I'm not sure what it says. So we're gonna find we're gonna find out right now, ladies and gentlemen. Regarding the future of this show, I don't even know if there's gonna be a PNC Progression Wrestling podcast after this week. What the? F- are you talking about? Are you high? <laughs> he must be high. I don't know what what guys going on about. All right, we we might have to switch up some staff members here. <laughs> Dear gentlemen, I hope this letter finds you both well. I've been following the progression of your podcast, and it has grown. Unfortunately, it looks like this may be your last episode under the PNC Progression Wrestling banner. Going forward, the podcast will be renamed the PNC Sports Entertainment Podcast, which will be sponsored by the Canela Appreciation Society. I see what you did there. That, that was the okay. Well, not, not, it's not okay, but I I I enjoy your comedy. Um, what? That that was a legit email I got. Oh Lord. Well, well, you know, and, and we'll get into that on. AEW review. Yeah, we will, because I can't believe what I heard. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I will say I will say this, right? If you want to turn heel on an AEW audience, mention sports entertainment. <laughs> but, no, no, I'm the, the, the name of the group is ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> okay, but uh, we, we'll get into that right now. Um, we say we get into WrestleMania 10. Absolutely. All right, so let me just pull the results up here. So, we have WrestleMania 10. 
which took place on March 20, 1994 from Madison Square Garden in New York City. And, okay, Ben, do you know the story behind Howard Finkel at this time? Yes. <laughs> okay, you want to explain to the listeners uh, what he was doing at this time? So, you might have the, you might have to fill me in, but I, I think I caught enough to understand where you're going with that. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> I, I don't think I, I had ever seen this before, but Howard Finkel had hair. No, that wasn't his hair. Okay. Oh, oh. That was, okay. a, that, that was a wig, okay? Because <laughs> now, WrestleMania, as you know, WrestleMania is known for having its celebrities, right? Yes. At this time, one of the celebrities that made an appearance at WrestleMania 10 was Cy Sperling. And for those of you who don't know, the hair club from it. Okay, so Howard Finkel decides (laughs) that he's going to wear a wig, and at this time, they were actually actually testing out Howard Finkel as a heel, because the original ring announcer was uh, there to do the introductions and stuff, but Howard Finkel decided, no, no, that's not your job, that's my job, and he starts pushing the original ring announcer around to tell him to get out of the ring. And that he was going to take over ring announcing duties. Oh dear. So, I mean, I don't know whose idea it was to, like, turn Howard Finkel into, like, a heel character or persona, but it it didn't work. It was ridiculous. He even had that feud with Lillian Garcia years later. Well, and obviously, obviously you're not going to have a lot of success turning Howard Finkel heel. No, and, Um, and he also had a, I don't know if you remember his feud with Harvey Whippleman. Yes, I do. Oh my god, that disturbing uh, tuxedo match they had, that was bad. Yes, uh, that, that was that was not one of the <laughs> World, World Wrestling Federation's final Oh moments. my god, what were they doing to Howard Finkel at that time? Well, it, it, they were giving him the big show treatment, you know, when he was the, when he was like Baby Cupid and, and the sumo wrestler at WrestleMania. Yeah, they were, they were giving Howard Finkel the big show treatment. I mean, it's ridiculous. This guy is—he's the first employer, the first employee at the World Wrestling Federation. He started in like I believe '79. No, it's—it's it's absolutely uh-uh. absurd. And uh, yeah, like he's their first employee, and that's the way you treat this guy. I don't know. Yeah, well, and- it was—it 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 was not played well. But um, you know, b- before you. Uh, before you um, said something about the the hair club, I I was gonna I was I wasn't one hundred percent sure, but I was gonna mention that I was pretty sure that the, that the Fink's hair had been a wig because um, it was a wig because we we all know he's he's uh, looked the same since he started. Uh, well, since I started watching, he's always looked the same. He had a bit more hair when he was when he was younger, like before I started watching. But he always still looked yeah. the same. Yeah, and um, I don't I don't know what they were trying to accomplish there, but it was a miss. Now, now as you'll start to recognize as we go down the list, ladies and gentlemen, um, a lot of this WrestleMania was not good. 
in my in my opinion. Um, now you you had two matches. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There, there was that one dark match. I need to. I just need to look. I didn't even realize this took place. The Heavenly Bodies, Tom Pritchard and Jimmy Del Rey with Jim Cornette defeating the Bushwhackers. Oh God. That was the only dark match they had. Sorry, go on. Okay, well, thank God that didn't make the show. Yeah. I I kind of I kind of, I kind of wish that um, the the second match on the show hadn't had made air either, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yep. So um, but as I mentioned, there were two uh, matches on the card that were undeniable classics, and in my opinion, uh, five star matches. Yep. Without question. Um. The first one, and obviously I had seen these matches before, but getting to see them again in, in preparation for this podcast this evening, I was like, holy shit. Um, Owen Hart versus Bret Hart. Oh, great off, way to start um, the show. Yeah, so, so, no, this should have been a main event, uh, in, in my opinion, it, and if not this one, then the then the Intercontinental Title ladder match should have been. Although, although I understand why, um, you know, the World Title had to main event the show, but I was I was a little bit confused by by how they how they booked Yokozuna in the, in this match. Um, or, or later on in the evening. So, for, for some reason, um, Bret Hart had two matches on the card. Yeah, for, uh, yeah, yeah, do you know the story behind that? Uh, no, so I'm hoping you could fill me in. All right, so, did you watch, uh, you've seen Royal Rumble 94, right? Yes. At the end... They didn't have one winner. They had two winners. So Lex Luger and Bret Hart. So the way to decide who really won that match, they declared that both Lex Luger and Bret Hart were the co-winners of the Royal Rumble. Therefore, they both get a match at WrestleMania to determine who actually goes on, moved on to, win, to face the WWF champion for the title in the main event. Right. Well, and, and I, I guess in theory, it was a good idea, a good storyline, but I, I don't know about you, I don't think it was executed very well. And then also on the same rubble, Owen Hart turned heel. Remember, he, right. he's like, that's why I kicked your leg out from under your leg, which doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, um... Tell you it was funny. Royal Rumble '94 was when Owen Hart turned heel against his brother. All Brett had to do was tag him. That's all. Yes. Well. Um, <laughs> well, Elio can have his Canadian hissy fit in just a minute because there's, there's going to be plenty of reasons. Oh, well, you didn't, you didn't even catch that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Catch what? Owen Hart, he when he he when uh, Brett was uh, being helped to the back, Owen was on the big screen. He's like, "All you had to do was tag me. We could have won." Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, 
I don't I don't remember. It's been a while since I checked out. Uh, that's Royal actually one. That's actually one of my favorite rumbles. And uh, one of the uh, when they used to have the rumble on a Saturday night, actually. Oh, very cool. Yep. Um. So. So yeah, I'm glad you clarified that because I was a little unclear. But yeah, getting back to the opening match. This match was a masterpiece, bell to bell. Yeah, this, this was a great match. On, honest to God, this I texted my friend um, while I was watching, while I was watching this, and I, I, I said, you know, this match has got to be the closest to technical perfection I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Um. You know, and, and the finish was executed perfectly, and it made uh, and it made sense that Owen uh, won the match. Well, yeah, and um, you know, because 1994 was arguably um, Owen Hart's best year. Yep. Uh, in my opinion, I don't know how you feel about that. Well, he but, he he won the King of the Ring. Yeah. Um, and um. You know, just, just everything from the little things like, you know, um, Brett getting kicked in the head, you know, while uh, Owen refuses to break the holds, yep. or, you know, just little things like that. Even uh, Jerry Lawler making fun of Helen Hart, you know, which... Which, looking back, I don't think is necessary, but... See, it's called storytelling. This was when wrestling was actually good, and they had storytelling. Yeah, um, but I, I, did find it, I did find it funny when he was like, yeah, Helen's got her hearing he turned all the way up, and you know, she's right on TV. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you know he went up the nets unless Brett said it was cool. Uh, yeah, well, I I would have still been nervous to do that. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, the um, the the ending of of the match was ex- extremely well executed, um, because Brett was um was trying to go for like a a victory roll from um. From Owen's shoulders. Yep. And uh, in, instead of instead of rolling uh, with Brett uh, to to get the pin, he kind of Owen kind of leaned forward to reverse the pressure on um, on Brett to get the win. Um, you know, and 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 this this was really a star-making performance for Owen. Um, because the, the whole, the whole storyline was kind of, it kind of reminded me a little bit of what Undertaker was saying about Kane when Kane first came in, like, I'll never fight my brother. It was kind of the same, same thing here with Brett and Owen, but this was just executed, yeah. uh, perfectly. Um, and then... I also mentioned this to my friend in, in this text. After this match, ladies and gentlemen, which if you have not seen this match, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart from WrestleMania 10. Well, it looks up on Daily Motion. It's there. 
please do yourself a favor. Either either Peacock or Daily Motion, whatever you want, but yep. but please, uh, you know, go do yourself a favor. Um, so after this, the show really went into a tailspin, in my opinion, because next up we had Bam Bam Bigelow and Luna Vachon versus Doink and Dink the Clowns. This was a bad match. <laughs> this was this was this was awful. And and by the way, before before we move into reviewing this, which won't take long, um, I should mention. Uh, you know, maybe I didn't do the best job of, you know, putting over Owen versus Brett, but as I've explained in, in, uh, um, in the past, I don't like to do move-for-move move reviews. No, it's a disremark. I, I really just, just uh, despise that. Yep. And, like, like if, if a match is good, or, if in, or in this case, it's a, it's a bona fide classic, I would just rather express my excitement to you and urge you to go see that match if you, if you have. Yep. So that's why I do things the way I do. I and mean, plus, it makes the show shorter because if we reviewed everything piece by piece, move by move, we this would be a five-hour show. You know, and I can't do that. So, um, but yes, once again, definitely go see Owen versus Brett WrestleMania 10 if you haven't seen it. Oh my God. Holy shit. Per- perfection personified, if I've ever seen it. Yep. Um, speaking of something that wasn't perfection, as I just said, Bam Bam Bigelow and Luna Fashan versus Dwayne the Clown and Dink the Midget Clown. They gave this 609. What in the fuck was this? <laughs> this is bad. This is bad. What, what, what kind of payday must Bam Bam Bigelow have, have gotten to to agree to participate in this piece of shit? I mean, good God. So the 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 um the basis of this match was. Well, sorry, I have to ask you. So this one, this one that you're seeing, like you said, you saw this WrestleMania or this the this uh. This uh, time that you saw it, this, this is your first time watching it, or did you see it one time? No, I, I I I had seen it I had seen it once before. Okay, but it was it was a while ago. All right. So this match was terrible. The, it was the, bad. The, the whole the whole basis of this was yes. That, t- tell me because I forgot actually what the story behind this was. Well, I didn't catch the whole story, and trust me, I wasn't looking very hard because I just wanted it to end. Okay. But, but um, Bam Bam Bigelow was supposed to wrestle Doink, and then Luna Fashan was supposed to wrestle Dink. The, the, that, 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 that's ridiculous. The midget, which, which, um, which first of all, we're having intergender matches, and but now we're having grown women wrestle midgets. And, and you know... <laughs> And Luna Vachon looked more like a man than Bam Bam Bigelow did in this <laughs> particular uh, instance. Um, but it was just, it was absolutely uh, her- horrific. The, the crowd was dead silent. You know, how, did, how does this go on after... Um, 
after a classic such as the opening contest. You know, I and it's hard for any match to follow a match of that caliber, mind you, but you really, you got Luna Vachon and Bam Bam Bigelow versus Clowns. What the fuck is going on here? And then, speaking of Clowns, we have a, a Bill Clinton impersonator oh, uh, being treated like the real thing as, as, as Vince is putting over the fact that we have a president in attendance. <laughs> and, it, and then... I remember this. Later, later on in, in the evening, I'm, I'm mentioning this now, so I don't have to mention a Bill Clinton impersonator more than once in our show because what the fuck kind of Twilight Zone are we living in? <laughs> um, so later on in the later on in the evening, um, so he's this impersonator is being interviewed in the crowd, um. And out and out comes Erwin uh, R. Scheisser oh. from from right above him to have a conversation about you know oh. about the about the IRS ha 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 you know Erwin R. Scheisser oh. and the president yeah yeah it was it was as bad as it sounds <laughs> and then I was surprisingly I was disappointed. By the next match, Randy Savage versus Crush. Okay, yeah, and yeah, do you know the story behind that? Yeah, I believe that Yokozuna, Yokozuna had hurt Crush last year, and um, and Crush was pissed off at Savage for never coming to see him in the hospital or something. Yeah, it was just it was a uh, I didn't think it was a uh, executed very well that heel turn. I mean, uh. Uh, Savage was in the ring and Crush uh, was uh, came out with Mr. Fuji and you could tell right away, uh, especially since Crush had grown a goatee, had uh, painted his face uh, with that uh, design under his eye. Yeah, the whole the whole thing could have been a cool concept, but I just yeah. don't think it was executed properly. No, it was bad. Um. So. We, uh, so pretty much it was, um, it was the, the match ended because Savage had hogtied Crush upside down and obviously he couldn't get back to the ring, um, to answer the, the 10 count. Obviously, he was hogtied right behind the, the, the entranceway. I remember that because uh, the, the match went from the ring and it went up the aisle towards the entrance. Yeah. But other, other than that, you, uh, you're not missing anything in this match. And oh. the, fact that, the fact that it got a C-plus is astonishing. Um, next up was another disappointment. I was shocked by this. Mm. I really would have thought Alonzer Blaze would have been a bigger deal at WrestleMania. I really, I really do. And the Lonnie Kai did not look good at this WrestleMania. Like I, I didn't even. It didn't look like Leilani Kai because I know what Leilani Kai looks like. That did not look like her. And I know she like aged. It's ninety four. It's not nineteen eighty five. But still. Yeah. Well, why, why even have a three minute and twenty? Five second match at WrestleMania, and I 
And I, I, I say that, um, I say that, and we, we had an even shorter match later on in the evening, which was unfortunately we're obligated to get to just as fair reviewers. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we had the Quebecers versus Men on a Mission. This My is, good friends, Oscar and Mo, and Mabel. This was terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. That ending was bad. It was just, yeah, don't go back and 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 watch this. Yeah, they, uh, they gave uh, the titles to men on a mission here. Well, and I was happy that they got yeah. the titles, but Jesus Christ, the match was wasn't yeah, executed the match wasn't properly. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I have to ask you before we move on because did you hear the Man on a Mission uh, WrestleMania rap? Yeah, it was it was bad. It was it was it was just. <laughs> it was ninety. It was ninety four. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, but yeah, it, it was bad if you look back now. I, I've had enough of rap gimmicks in wrestling. I mean, the, the and we're we're gonna talk about this more in the uh, AEW Rampage review. But I listen. I have absolutely had enough of rap gimmicks in professional wrestling. I, you know, yes, that's coming from a thirty-three-year-old white boy. From the country, but please, just Ben, just, listen. Uh, uh, I know. <laughs> uh, so, and then, and then, of course, after this, they they bought out your your celebrity um, celebrity guest, um, oh, Burt Reynolds. Uh, who else? For the uh, Lex Luger versus Yokozuna match. Yeah, who who who's there? Uh, Burt Reynolds. Donnie Wahlberg and Ronda Shear. I have never, yes. I have, I've never missed Mark Wahlberg so much in my childhood. <laughs> the celebrities were bad for this show. I, I mean no disrespect, even though I'm gonna come off like a dickhead here. Hold on, hold on. was it Little Richard on here as well? Yes, but that yeah, was yeah, okay, bad. okay. But that was entertaining. Little Richard was entertaining. Yeah. No, I'm saying, were... yeah, he was he was a part of the okay, yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. He, he sung "America the Beautiful" to kick okay. off the show. That's it. That's what um, I thought. So Rhonda Shear was the other uh, celebrity guest. She was she was the guest timekeeper, and Donnie Wahlberg of New Kids on the Block fame is <laughs> so is the bad. guest for you. Yeah, it it really was, and Rhonda she- Rhonda Shear was horrific. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just horrific. I I realized that this was the early nineties, but good God, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, back back alley plastic surgery. Anybody? No, thank you. She made Charlotte Flair look look, look good. In comparison to Ron this year, I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, but um, yeah, this this was just terrible. And and my own my only thought process as to why uh, Lex Luger versus Yokozuna could have been that bad is 
maybe Yokozuna didn't have, um, obviously he was gigantic. He was, I mean, he was, he was built, I believe, at 568 pounds at this point. Um, and so maybe since he knew he had two matches, he didn't want to, uh, gas himself out in, in the first match. But he had a, a chin lock on Lex Luger for what felt like 10 minutes. I mean, this this was just, this was just bad. Don't forget the special offering, Mr. Perfect. Well, that was the only entertaining part of the match. Yeah. I swear to God, the only entertaining part was watching Yokozuna try to run after Kurt Henning after the match was over. And, and, and please don't misunderstand. I, I'm not making fun of Yokozuna. I, I just, I legitimately found found the fact of of Yokozuna running after uh, Kurt Henning. I just found that hilarious. But I'm not making any fat jokes or anything like that. I just legitimately found that fun. Um, but um, you have to explain. But but no no because I, I I I don't want people to think I'm being an asshole toward Yokozuna. Yeah. I'm, I'm 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 not trying to be. I actually I actually he was one of my favorites growing up. So I just wanted to clarify that. Like I legitimately found that visual just funny. Um, this next one I can't believe this next match. But earthquake versus atom bomb. Thirty-five Why? seconds. Why was this? You could you could have cut four matches off this card and you would have been fine. Like as a matter of fact, I will tell you exactly what matches you could have cut. Now, I'm not gonna even though the match was bad. Obviously, you can't cut Lex Luger versus Yokozuna because of the tie-in with the Royal Rumble and they had to pay that off. I, I get that. It was executed terribly, but I understand the need for it. But um, you could have easily, you could have. I'm going to go back to the beginning just to, to you could, you could have cut Bam Bam Bigelow versus Doink and Think. Um, of course, Luna Vachon was his partner. Could have cut. could have cut. Yeah, you could have cut Randy Savage versus Crush, without a problem. You agree? Yeah. Yep. Um, you could have you could have cut Quebecers versus Man on a Mission. Uh, that was awful. You know what, Ben? While you're doing that, I want I'm gonna go on to Wrestling Data and I'm gonna look this uh, WrestleMania up. I want to see uh, like the ratings for this. So and go, go and of course, you could have cut Earthquake versus Atom Bomb. Thirty-five seconds. Geez. Holy God! <laughs> so what? What? What is that? Four matches we just mentioned. About. You know, I mean, this this is not good. So um, and and then so Bret Hart versus Yokozuna was better, um, than than Lex Luger versus Yoko. But uh, the ending just completely took me out of that match. And I, by the end, by the end of, of Yokozuna's evening, I was like, oh, my God. This, this poor guy. Because, you know, not only did he look gassed in, in, the, um, in the Lex Luger match, but then 
to, to end the Bret Hart match, he falls off the rope, losing his balance, hits his head, and get, that's how he gets pinned by Bret Hart. Not an offensive move by Bret Hart, not the sharpshooter or anything. He fell off the middle rope while attempting to deliver his bonsai, his bonsai drop to Bret Hart. Are you kidding me? You know, and I couldn't I couldn't tell if he legitimately fell or if he was supposed to fall. You know, I, I couldn't tell. But it, it, it was just bad. And then, of course, so in other words, you could have, after, after, um... Sorry, Ben? Uh, yeah. I'm going to just go back through the card because I'm going to tell you the ratings for these matches. Okay. And then and then we'll get on to the best match of the evening. So the Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, that got a 78% gave it a 5 star. For, for very good reason. Yep. Uh, Batman Big Balloon of Vashon, 65% gave it a 2 star. I would, have, I would have given it a, like a half a star. The the Crush and Randy Savage match got a three star. For what? <laughs> like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being a smart ass. Yeah, no, for what? 44% gave it a three star. I didn't think it was that good. No, I didn't hear The Alundra Blaze-Leilani Kai match got... I can't believe they gave this one a three star. How? How? Yeah, well, they were being kind. Um, okay, of course, the Man on Mission versus the Quebecers got a two-star. And, uh, yeah, the Lexuga Yokozuna got 47% gave it a two-star. Oh, that's, that is generous on top of generous right there. And Adam Bomb versus Earthquake, the one that we are currently on right now. 60% gave it a zero. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we already said it, but how how in the hell does that make WrestleMania? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, uh, move on to the next second, to the next outstanding match of the evening. So, next up, we had Shawn Michaels versus... Bret Hart and um, sorry, what? Or no, not. I'm sorry. We hey, had hey, a, hey, yo. Yeah, yes, yes, I know. Oh, speaking, speaking of um, speaking of the click. Uh, did I did I ever tell you the time that uh, that Sean Waltman got mad at WNS and by extension he got mad at me. He didn't know it was me that wrote it, but he got mad at me because my. Uh, my um, auto crack caused me to um, to to misspell um, his his name in one of, in one of my articles. Oh, what did they call you? What did they call him? No, no I, I I I forget. I just but apparently um, apparently either. Either Scott Hall's name or Sean Waltman's name was misspelled, and, and, and I was he, like, he, he, got, "He got mad at on Twitter. He got mad at you." And on Twitter, he got mad at the jabron. Who, what? Of course, oh, he didn't. Oh. 
He didn't know it was me, but by extension, he called me a jabroni. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, before you move on with this match, did you see the tweet that um Xbox, Xbox sent out to one of the fans? Which one? I saw a lot of tweets by... So, uh, so uh, what, one, 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 one person said... Like tweeted at him, said, uh, "What's what's going on with Scott Hall? We we the people have a right to know." No, you don't. You don't. Fuck. And and uh, Sean Wellman said, "No, you have a right to go fuck yourself." Well, uh, and on that occasion, I would have to give us if I could give Sean Waltman a standing ovation for that, I would. And the only reason why I can't do that, Sean, is because I'm in a wheelchair. This is and what's we, wrong with wrestling fans. They, they think they have a right to everything. And, and they don't. And no, you don't. Fuck you. No. I, I am I am 100% fully behind Sean Wallman on that one. Yep. Alright, so on to this match. So this, then... Go ahead. Oh, oh I'm sorry. But no, Shawn go Ma- ahead. Shawn Michaels versus Razor Roman was a fucking classic. Good. God, this was good. And you, so, gave it how, you gave it how many stars? I I would I would happily give it a five star rating. Seventy three percent gave it a five star rating. You you damn right. You, you goddamn. I right, love this match. This was so great. Uh, that, that, this was fantastic. Yep. Just brilliant. I mean, wow. So. <laughs> So I found the beginning kind of funny, um, because um, because you have uh, you have um, Sean, you have uh, Shawn Michaels uh, sending Razor Ramon to the outside, right? Yep. And and then Diesel hits him with a clothesline because the, because the ref. I, because of their twins, I couldn't tell whether it was Earl or Dave Hebner. Um, I'm gonna say it was uh, you know what? Let me check. You keep go on, and I'll I'll check that. But uh, but because of the because of the clothesline delivered to um, delivered to Razor on the outside, um, uh, Diesel gets kicked out of the garden. Okay, Ben. It was Earl Hebner. Okay. Um, but, but, so Diesel gets kicked out of the garden, and before he leaves, he's yelling, he's yelling at the ref, Earl Ebner, like, did you see anything? Because, <laughs> I remember that. Because, like, I, I, I can guarantee you, because I watched it, um, Earl Hebner was not in position to see Diesel clothesline, uh, Razor. So it's like obviously he didn't see anything, and, yep. and, and he still kicked Diesel out from ringside. So that was hilarious. Um, and then uh, then there's a there's a reversal of a of a Razor's Edge, uh, courtesy of a backdrop. And literally, and literally, literally when when Michael's backdropped. Uh, Hall, well, Ramon over over the over the top rope. When he when he hit, I thought he legitimately hurt himself. 
because that fall looked nasty. Because that was all concrete. They missed the mats or, and everything. It was just straight up conc concrete. So it, it didn't look like Razor was having a, a, a very good time with that bump. Um, <clears throat> so then, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to go move my move. But just everything about this match. Like, if you were ever going to see one ladder match... Most people from my generation would what I would I believe tell you you know go go see like the, the first um, TLC match or um, or something like that. No, and I'm here to tell you, as a guy from that generation and who loves the TLC matches between the Hardys, you know Christian and Edge and. The Dudleys, no, those matches, you don't need to see those until you've seen Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels. Yep. Like, that is the quintessential ladder match. Yep. So, just because of the, of, of the opening match between the Hearts and this match right here, um... This has to be considered one of the most highly rated WrestleManias of all time, even though the rest of the card was filled with duds. I'll give you the final rating of the pay-per-view overall after we're done with the last match. Okay, well then, once we're done, I want to, before you tell me what the, what their rating is, I want to give like our yeah, own yeah, like, yeah, individual yeah. ratings. Okay. okay. And then... Um, Oh God, <laughs> I, may, I may have, I may have, I may have missed this part. But, but did you, did you see the part where Ted DiBiase tried to bribe the fake Clinton? It was, <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. So then, uh, the the final match of, of the evening was, um, well, we already went over it. Um, it was, um, it was Bret Hart versus Yoko. Um, it was the, uh, well, we didn't go over it officially, but we touched on it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think what gets lost about this match was that Rowdy, P Rowdy Roddy Piper was a special guest referee. That was his prize. No one was expecting him to be there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, they did good with the with the surprise guest referees. They didn't do good with their celebrities. <laughs> no, no, they did not. That, that year, holy their shit. celebrities were bad. I don't. Um, the only other one that I can think of that was kind of sort of bad was WrestleMania too, because that whole pay per view was terrible. Well, no, and, and, and to your point, I did not like WrestleMania two at all. No. You know, and you know what other WrestleMania I didn't like? What's that? WrestleMania Seven. No, I didn't like that either. I uh, that was just bad. Yeah. And then I think, and then the other one that was bad was WrestleMania Eight because that was, I believe that that was um, State Justice versus The Undertaker. And I, oh, I no, 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 that was um, that was Ric Flair versus Savage and uh. Hogan versus Sid. Okay, well, which one was Undertaker versus... Undertaker versus Sid was WrestleMania 13. 
Oh, that, that was the one where they had Bret Hart and Stone Cold. Okay, that, sorry, but I'll tell you what, that match with Undertaker and Psycho said, no, nah, no, nah, that was a miss. Yeah. That was, that was a miss. Okay, so I was way off my apologies. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, in other words, all you had to do was watch two matches from this show, which obviously you know which ones they are by now, because we've nope. been talking about it for a little but feels like the last half hour. Um, justifiably so, because they were so fucking phenomenal. I mean, good now, God. I have the ratings for this match. And what, what, and 32, what was it? 32% gave this a three star three stars. For for the main event or, the, or for the, the ladder the main, match? The, the main event. Okay, okay. I was going to I was gonna say... No, they ladder, gave... the ladder match. I said 73 gave it a five star. Okay, okay, very good. But yeah, this the main event they gave it a three star. I, I I can see that, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so overall what do you have for a rating? I would give it a B just because we had all sorts of bullshit, you know, sur- surrounding the, the diamonds, but uh, the rest of it was rough. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, I mean, I'd, hold, go the, I'd go with the B as well. Yeah, only two good, two really solid matches, five stars. The rest was just there and missable. Yeah, absolutely. The ratings for this. 43% gave this overall rating four, um, five star. Well, 42 gave it a four star. Okay, I can I can respect that. All right. I, th- I I think that I think that's because of the two matches that we've been drooling over for yeah for justifiable reasons. I mean, holy fuck. <clears throat> so that is our review of WrestleMania ten. Ben, what do we have for next week's uh, WrestleMania retro review? Next week we got uh, WrestleMania fourteen, and then. Um, I wanted to ask you, so obviously we're going to have to do a, um, a WrestleMania pre-show on, on that Tuesday. Um, did you want to do... Um, that Tuesday, what Tuesday? What are you talking about? The Tuesday prior to, uh, to WrestleMania Saturday, because you don't want to do it on, on Saturday, right? No, 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 no we, we have a full day on Saturday. So, so you, do you, you're agreeing with me that you don't want to do a yeah, podcast yeah. on Saturday? Yeah, no, we have a full day on Saturday. Yeah, we, it's the way, yeah. So better do it on Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that, too, let me just uh, verify. Uh, so, sorry, folks, we're doing, we're doing some on-the-fly thinking here. So that, that Tuesday would be the... 30th of of March. Do you want to do do you want to do another WrestleMania retrospective? No, that's the 29th of March. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we can do another retro. Uh, Not WrestleMania 3, though. We already did that. Not WrestleMania what? Not WrestleMania 3. No, no. Because, Because I picked 10 and 14... I'm going to let you pick the third one that we do. 
All right, it sounds good. Okay, so just let me know. Okay. But um, but with that, with that being said, um, we tried to give you some candy to start off the show, ladies and gentlemen, because now I have to take you through uh, Monday Night Raw, and I apologize. I, I tried to give you some dessert first. I tried to be a nice guy, but uh, here here come the uh, here come the disgusting Brussels sprouts. <laughs> you don't like them. Neither do I. They suck. Go ahead. <laughs> so I, I I I feel the same about mushrooms. Brussels sprouts and mushrooms. Yeah. Um. But anyway, um, little trivia about the co-host here. <laughs> But um, to start off, we have uh, we have a look back at last week of Kevin Owens uh, challenging Steve Austin, and of course Steve Austin um, accepting that. I I mentioned that because uh, Kevin Owens uh, comes out to kick off the show um, with a "Hey yo," so I really enjoyed that. Uh, um, Kevin Owens gave us uh, multiple Scott Hall tributes uh, throughout the evening, so that I thought that was cool of him. Um, and so he go, he goes on to cut his promo about uh, about his upcoming uh, match with or upcoming interview with Steve Austin. I'm sorry, and um, he's he says he's gonna have a bunch of Canadian beer after. Kicking, uh, after kicking Austin's ass, uh, so I got I got a kick out of that. Um, so, uh, so in terms of high points, I, I would I would give that a high point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I would get I would give another high point to let me look. It's so hard to find high points on Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm trying. I'm trying to be fair. Um, this week, I, I liked Edge's promo. Uh, you know, he debuted new music, so that was cool. And I, uh, Alter, Alter Bridge, the dark side, I believe. Yes. Um, and I, I, he had a much better promo than he had last week, so that, that was another high point. And then... Um, Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't give a actually actually the main event between Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins was was very solid as well. Yeah. So even though even though I hated the stipulation and it was completely unnecessary. Yeah. You know because the stipulation was whoever wins this match gets to interview Austin because up to this point uh, Seth Rollins hasn't found a. a a road to get to WrestleMania, so his his great big idea was to challenge his best friend for the right to interview um, Stone Cold. So that whole rigmarole, I'm like, really, guys, you can't come up with anything more creative tonight. I mean, seriously, because it's so blatantly obvious that Kevin Owens is going to win. I mean, for God's sake. Stone Cold Steve Austin cut a promo on Kevin fucking Owens. Not Seth freaking Rollins. Did you see what I did there? 
But I mean, you know, it's just it's just the stupid shit that just drives me drives me absolutely up a wall. Um, so so those were my those were my high points. The low point was something I already mentioned the uh, the promo where uh, Seth Rollins got all excited and I got a plan to go to WrestleMania and then they wasted our time with you know the the, the making the main event a. a uh, challenge for the right to interview Stone Cold Steve Austin. So but I just it just was not good. Um even though the match was good. Um and then another low another low point for me was uh Montez Ford versus Riddle. I, I just um you know with, given the participants I expected this to be so much better. I have, well, I have a question. Yeah. Now, when Arcade Bro came out for their celebration, is it just me or did the Street Profits turn heel? Yeah, it, it definitely looked like that for sure. Oh, oh because the way Montez Ford was talking and the way Angelo Dawkins was talking, I'm like, wait, did they just turn heel? Well, well yeah, especially, especially after Riddle got up in uh, Ford's face. Okay, I mean, uh, I kind of wanted to see this uh, this heel version of Street Profits. I, I wouldn't mind seeing the no, results. No, no, I wouldn't mind it at all. I think I think it'd be awesome. You can lose all the yeah, Andrew Dawkins, please. You know, I just yeah, yeah I I agree. Um, and then um, I, so. That was that, that. Those were my low points. Now for uh, high points, I already gave you one. Yeah. Now, okay. I'm gonna throw one or two in here. I gave one to the Finn Balor Damian Priest match. I didn't like that because um, because you know um, Finn Balor had just won the U.S. title. From Priest, only for Priest to get a victory and the next I, week. I mean, it just struck me as very odd. And also, okay, I'm really getting tired of this Bianca Belair and Dewdrop matches every week. I mean, I really, mean it was a good match. I have my high points, but I'm tired of seeing this. Exactly. I agree. For my low points, I gave it to Liv Morgan and Queen Selena and Omos and Commander Aziz. Oh my god, absolutely. How could I forget that? Uh, yeah, add those to my low points, please. But thank you. Yep. Alright, so is that all we have for Raw? Mercifully, yes. Okay. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, we try to make Raw quickly, because, get really quickly because it sucks. Okay, now we're going to move on to NXT. And Ben, I love NXT. I do. I love this NXT. I oh have a gosh. whole bunch of high points. You poor bastard. What? What happened to your standards? Jesus I, Christ. This version of NXT was fun this week. If you... Uh, I'm, I'm telling you now, just, I'm just pre preparing you. There's one segment that I saw, and if, and if you mention it, that segment as a high point, I am leaving this show, and you're doing the rest of it by yourself. 
I'm, so go ahead and mention your high points and low points, but I swear to God, if this one segment is a high point, you're doing the rest of the show solo. <laughs> I gave a high point to Cameron Grimes and Santos Escobar. Aiken and Kushida. Tsumasa Chapa, Tony D'Angelo, Dominic Mysterio and Raul Mendoza was good. The crowd was uh, solidly behind Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, I, I did see the crowd reaction. What, what the hell with that hair? I, I know, I know. <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got a mullet going on here. And uh, Dolph Ziggler and LA Knight was a good match. Also... Throughout the evening, Cord Shade was terrorizing Toxic Attraction. I absolutely love that. Said the segments with her, just like uh, terrorizing Toxic Attraction. Okay. And for my low points, I gave it to Tiffany Stratton versus Saray and Indy Hartwell versus Persia Parada, and I'll tell you why. The the makeout segment, right? But, but also, if I'm going out there to beat someone up, why are we walking out to the ring together? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, those little production elements of, uh, of WWE just drive me absolutely crazy. Well, uh, even Shawn Michaels even said in an interview, this NXT has an attitude era feel to it, and I, I, I saw that on Tuesday night. Well, well, I think, I think he, he is significantly reaching. I, I completely disagree with that. I love Shawn Michaels, but he is, he is grasping, and that's a little pathetic. Okay, so that's all I have for NXT. Let's move on to AEW, Ben. Um, sure. Um, so... Uh, uh, dear, dear, Saint, dear, dear. St. Saint Patrick Day Slam. <laughs> Okay, at least you said it and I didn't have to. But uh, <laughs> high point was Jurassic Express and Hangman Page versus Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Yep, I got that. Um, another one was... Um, oh, hold on. Another one was uh, Warlow versus Scorpio Sky. Mm, okay. And... Um, you know, because I, I really expected Warlow to win the championship, but yeah, I, I like I like I like what they did, you know, and and it it made sense. So yep. so had they not done what they did, um, you know, w with the with the explanation, well, Warlow left the left the left the dynamite diamond ring in the ring. Then I, I, this would have gotten a low point, but I like how they tied that in. Um, and then my other high point was Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa Ooh, in the that cage. Was a good match. Yeah. Now, now even though I gave it a high point, I have I have a question for you. Okay. So, so which which match did you think was better, the Lights Out match from last year or this one? I really like the Lights Out match. Yeah. So. I, Okay, we're we're in agreement there. I just, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that those would be my high points, and my uh, my low points were um, 
Hold on, I'm just trying to get them. We're Brian Danielson and John Moxley versus Taylor and Yuta. Okay. You know, I, I, I didn't like that. Um, I did not like uh, the acclaims going after Keasley. Listen. Even though I know it, it, it was built up for Rampage, it's just like, okay. Um, and then the my other low point was um, was the Jericho Appreciation Society. That that was so annoying. It's all about Jericho, right? And how do they have a new logo? And that logo looks terrible. Yes, it was. And, and that's um, where the email ties in. <laughs> yeah, because this and, is a Canela Appreciation Society. And I also, I also um, didn't like. Uh, I also didn't like the Hardys versus um, Private Party. I would have, no. I, I would have thought that that would have been a much better match. I was, I was yep. bitterly disappointed with that. Yep, I agree. So I, I, I have that as my little point. Uh, I have the Choco Appreciation Appreciation Society as my little point. Absolutely. All right. So. And uh, did you mention your high points? I'm sorry. No, my high points were the same as you. I had Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker and the Adam Page and Jurassic Express and Wardlow Scorpio Sky. Oh, very good. Okay. So is that all we have for? Um, y- yes, sir. Alright, so we move on to SmackDown now. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Uh, SmackDown was so horrible. No, what I do have for my high, I'm going to start off my high points. That opening segment, Braun, Brock Lesnar destroying uh, Roman Reigns' car. Yes, I agree. But the I hated the commercial placement. It was so weird. Uh, how do you mean? Oh, did they like, do it uh, before or after? Uh, I don't like, remember. Right, right after um, Brock ran the limo, like a split second after that, they went to commercial. Why? Wow. And and then when, and then when they came back, they they like, they played the rest of the segment. So bad. Like like this is what happened during the commercial. Why wouldn't you just let the entire segment run, and then go to commercial? And I'll tell you the answer because my my suspicion, I can't prove this because I don't know it for sure. But my suspicion is that that segment was uh, taped earlier in the day and then it was dubbed into the show mm, okay, very very sense. poorly. Okay. All right, and uh, my other high point came out on this one because I have my reasons. I gave it to Naomi and Sasha versus Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, and I'll tell you why. The match itself was good, but I really hated the ending because Natalia and Shayna Baszler are interfering and we didn't get a winner. And this is how stupid this is because here we go. Sonya Deville now puts them in the championship match at WrestleMania turning it into a fatal four-way. And they didn't even have to qualify. Right? They, just because they attacked everyone, they get put in the championship match. It's... It. It drives me freaking crazy when when the WWE requires certain people to qualify and then in the same match others are just gifted that slap. 
And I gave one to the Pat McAfee segment and the final segment with Shuttle Flair and Ronda Rousey was in my last high point. I disagree entirely on that one. Okay. Um, Go on. Can, can I just mention something? Yeah, I'm, no. I'm, 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 not, I'm not making fun of you. I just... I... I am so done with Charlotte Flair. I am so done with Charlotte Flair. This... What is the basis of this feud between Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey? What is it? Okay, this, this, see, that's a, this is the problem. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not making fun of you, but the fact that we cannot identify what the issue is and this is a WrestleMania main event, how fucking pathetic is that? I mean, I, the, the promo is bad. The promos are bad. It's uh, like, just like the whole brawl at the end. Well, I, you know, and, and I, I guess that was decent, but it's just... You know, every everybody acts like Charlotte Flair is the best thing ever. Yes. And yeah, she's a good she's a good professional wrestler. I'm not taking that away from her, but in terms of her promos, in terms of her delivery, no, they're bad. They're bad. God damn it! They, they are just absolutely atrocious. Yep. And she, and she cannot tell a story worth a fuck. All right, here are my low points. I got Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs uh, versus Los Otarios. Happy Corbin's always a low point. And Kofi Kingston, <laughs> Ridge Holland. Yeah, I um. Do you have anything? Have, no, I, I, I have the exact same ones. Okay. So, really, really no point to add extra minutes to the podcast. All right, uh, Rampage, what do you have? Because I, I can't really give you anything here. So, okay, so I'll just, um, I'll just handle that entirely for you. Um, let me just, okay, here it is. So this was, this was absolutely one of the weaker Rampages that I've ever seen. Um... And the, the and this rating is gonna make my head explode. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so first up for first up, we'll do high points. Um, I'll I'll give a high point, and and this is and this is being generous to uh, Malachi, uh, Buddy Buddy Matthews, and Brody King. Uh, defeating um, Fuego del Sol and Bear Country. Of course, I don't like Bear Country, but... I don't I just get love, Bear Country. I don't like them. I just love everything that House Black is doing. Yep. Um, so, I'll give that a high point, but that's the only high point that I had because uh, Red Velvet ver- Red Velvet versus uh, Layla Hirsch was... Horrific. Oh, wow. Okay. And, um, and, and quite frankly, I was not a fan of, uh, of Keith Lee and Max Caster. I'm not, see, Keith Lee is falling into the same trap that so many of these big signings for AEW. You know, you know what, you know what, you're saying that about Keith Lee. Let me uh, run something by you. You're gonna be like, what the hell? Yeah. 
Okay. okay. So we 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 put this up as a poll for WPOB. Okay. Now and the question asked, how how has Keith Lee's AEW run been so far? Good or bad? All right. Right. So I have numbers here. Okay. Yeah. I can't believe this. So how is Keith Lee's AEW run going so far? 38% said his run is bad. 62% said it's good. Oh my god. <laughs> I would have I would have had the exact opposite. I don't I don't I don't understand what 62% of these people are are watching. I, I, I really don't. And, and and you know and to be honest with you, okay. Keith Lee, I love Keith Lee. Yep. But he's not in shape at all. No. Nope. His, his matches are the same squash matches every time. Uh, same moves. It, 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 it's just not good. I, I don't I, understand. I, 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 made, I, I made that comment, and one of these AEW fanboys are like, shut the fuck up, you just got there. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, well, 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 you just said it for them. They're, they're fanboys. They, they, God forbid you say anything negative about their precious AEW. And, and right? I, and listen, ladies and gentlemen, I like, I love a lot of what AEW is doing. But when they have stuff that I don't like, I'm going to call it out. Yep. Same as I would do with with WWE or any other wrestling company that we talk about. Sorry. All right, so uh, that's what we have for the week in wrestling, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, ben, I I have a couple of live event results for you for Time Warp. Oh, very cool. So, the first. Let me just pull this up. Fans, we'll be back shortly. All right, Ben, so Time Warp, going to the USWA, where we've been for a, for a couple of weeks, uh, going to July 13, 1990s, the Sportatorium in Dallas, Texas. Oh. And we had six matches on this card. Match number one, Chris Adams versus Steve Austin ended in a double disqualification. Billy Travis and Brickhouse Brown defeated Sweet Daddy Falcone and Gary Young. Sweet Daddy Falcone, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin and Chris Von Erich defeated Percy Pringle III and Terrence Garvin. Yes, uh, I would have loved to to see him uh, as a wrestler. I, I don't know. Then we had Jeff Jarrett. Did, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you just say Paul Bear was a wrestler on that card? That's hilarious. Yeah, Percy Pringle the third. Wow, and who I'm sorry, who did he wrestle? Uh he was in a tag team with uh, Terrence Garvin. They faced uh, Kevin and Chris Von Eric. Oh Lord. Then we had Jeff Jarrett defeating Iceman King Parsons. Bill Dundee defeated John Tatum, and in the main event, Skip Young defeated El Diablo. 
Yeah, right. That's funny. And how fitting is this date? October 20th, 1989. There's a reason why I said this is such a fitting date. Because October 20th was Scott Hall's birthday. Oh, very good. So uh, we had seven matches on this card. Eric Henry defeated Billy Travis. Jimmy Jack Funk defeated Sheik Braddock. Gary Young defeated Bill Dundee. P.Y. Chuhai defeated the gentleman Chris Adams. P.Y. Chuhai. P.Y. Chuhai. <laughs> we had Terry Gordy and Jeff Jarrett defeated Terrace Boba and Ron Starr by... Sorry, that ended in a double countout. The, the USWA Texas Championship was on the line. Kerry Von Erich defeated the Punisher. And in the main event, Cherry Lawler defeated Uncle Elmer. Uncle Elmer. Holy <laughs> crap. Now, have you ever seen Uncle Elmer matches? No. Yeah, basically, if you've seen Hillbilly Jim, it's, uh, he was part of the Hillbilly Jim's uh, faction. Cousin Lou, Cousin Junior, Uncle Elmer. I'm glad I missed that. <laughs> Alright, Ben, our final stop this week in Time Warp. Bye. Uh, do we have a problem? Alright, Ben, our final stop on Time Warp is uh, where we've been for the past few weeks. October 8, 1990. The challenge for the championships. We are nearing the end of this title unification tournament. So we have two more matches on this week's episode. We have Terry, we have the closing moments of Terry Funk and Dick Murdoch. Then we have Eddie Gilman, Austin Idol, and Terry Funk and Jerry Lawler. And while my co-host uh, has his own match with his uh, headphones, I will set this up. All right. Ben, are you all ready? Yes. All right. Oh. First match, Terry Funk and Dick Murdoch. That sounds like a good one.
Terry Funk moves on to the next round. That that was that was phrase weird. Terry Funk, the winner of the technical loss. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, here we go. And that was um. That was the the final uh, match from the previous week, and now these are the new matches for this. We have two more. Okay. This is Eddie Gilbert and Austin Idol. Right, if Austin Idol is smart, he'll just let Eddie talk himself up here. 
his money, Craig. It's going to be a bit of a longer clip, but uh, yeah, he went all the way up to $60,000. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that wouldn't have been on, like a longer clip. We're going to get to the action here. There we go. That's the first match. Austin Idol moves on, defeating Ellie, Eddie Gilbert. So Austin Idol will be in the finals of the tournament next week. Oh, very, very cool. And now we move on to the second, Terry Funk versus Jerry Lawler. Shoving match with referee Frank Burrell. 
So there you go. Terry Funk is disqualified. Jerry Lawler moves on to the finals. It will be Lawler and Idol in the finals of the tournament. Sounds good. And that is the time warp for this week. Ben, we're going to now move on to your favorite segment. Absolutely. We are going to be back in a few seconds. Then we're just going to set up Wrestling Roulette. All right, Ben, are you ready for Wrestling Roulette? Yes, sir. All right. I played 10 seconds of a theme. My co-host has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. Ben, here's your first one. Hmm. That's Sable? That's Sable. Okay, cool. One and oh. Track two. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. See, we brought him up and his theme shows up in Wrestling Roulette. Absolutely. All right, here we go. Is that Nathan Jones? That's Nathan Jones. You know what? I had to look that up when I when I first heard it because I didn't even know who it was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the very beginning of that song sounds like the introduction to Mortal Kombat. Way back in 95. Yo. Keith Lee. Keith Lee. And this is his new one. This is the Death Rebel remake. Oh, God. I mean, what was thank God what was thank God he, one? Yeah, I don't know. Thank God he went to AEW just to escape Death Rebel theme songs. Holy shit. So that's four and oh, you okay? Here we go. Is that MVP? MVP. Here we go, track number six. Andy Rose, six and oh. Seven. Sorry, seven and oh. Here we go. Track number eight. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the clown. And we, and we brought him up in the WrestleMania 10 review. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right, we, didn't, we didn't plan this, ladies and gentlemen. No, we did not. And that, that is not at all. Here we go. I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna hurt you. I have no idea. 
That is Katie Lee Birchall. Oh, shit. All right, 10 and 1. Sorry? Uh, that was, I think that was, um, that was uh, 9 and 1. Yeah, it's, I was just about to say 9 and 1. I thought you were going to say something before I said corrected. It was, um, <clears throat> it was uh, a very weird run for Katie Lee Birchall in WWE. Yep. All right, 9 and 1. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Karma. Karma, all right. Uh, yeah. Ten and one. Ten and one. That is Simon Dean. Oh, fuck her off. Go drink a protein shake, bitch. <laughs> now, Ben, do you, do you, do you know uh, where they got the name Simon Dean? No. Because if you flip the names around, Dean Simon is Dean Malenko's name. Oh, okay. So, I, I don't know uh, why they decided to go with that, but whatever. Ten and two. Okay, track 13. That was Snitsky's theme when he came back. Snitsky, 11 and 2, can we... And played that monster gimmick. And now, can you... Can and did that it? disgusting shit to his teeth. Oh, that was brutal. Like, what, what was he? What was he supposed to be when he came back? I don't, I don't get like, it. Like this is this is monster. Like <laughs> minus the comedy bullshit from. Yeah. And, and that, that's a ridiculous uh, theme. That's not a good theme. <laughs> no, it's not. All right, eleven and two. Here we go. Time players. No. No, it was prime. Yeah, it was. It was prime. I understand why you said Titus O'Neil. I get that, but but it was prime time players. As well. All right, fine. Because Titus O'Neil was in prime time players. Yeah. All right, so twelve and two. Yeah. Fourteen. Right. Track fourteen. Here we go. Fifteen. Sorry, I'm not sure. That is Tenera Conti. Okay. So, 12 and 3. All right, track 16. Here we go. I really don't know. That is Chef Jarrett. Okay. 12 and 4. Here we go. Track 17.
Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Superfly Jimmy Snuka. 13 and 4. You go track 18. You ready? Yep. Is that, uh, oh god, uh, Street Profits? No. Okay. That is Apollo Crews. Oh, uh, well, I knew I was gonna kick myself. <laughs> Alright, 13 and 8, you go, track 13 and 5. 13 and 5. Alright, here we go, track 19. You ready? Uh huh. What? What? Uh, Tiffany Stratton? Uh, no, fuck? she just got there! However, you can already release it really well. I wouldn't be surprised being Death Rebel is always releasing some new crap. Uh, who was it? That was Emma. Oh god. Okay. So 13 and 6, track 20. Two more. This one doesn't show up very often. This was Big Cass. Uh, oh. Still wouldn't have known it. <laughs> okay, and the title of this, uh, his theme is called Karma. Oh, God. Alright, last track. Are you ready? Yep. Clay? No. The Funkadactyls? No, Clay. no, no. Oh. Uh, oh, 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 uh, Flash Funk. No, no, no. Are you no. Up? That is God's theme. Oh, <laughs> God had a theme. They gave him Brodus Clay's <laughs> theme. A knockoff of it. Okay, well, at least I wasn't far off then. Okay, I'm actually going to play a little more of it so you're going to hear how ridiculous this is. Holy <laughs> what shit. That? What was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. Alright, Ben, so that was uh, 13 and Eight. 10. 13 and 8. 13 and 8. Uh, see, so I gotta remember to like uh, write this down too, so I don't have to keep asking you to keep track. Alright, we seem to be show the clothes. Absolutely. Alright, fans, that's another edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, there is no PNC Sports Entertainment Podcast. I don't know what our no. producer was... Uh, thinking uh, you know what our producer had too much of this going on yeah too much in short all right so yeah so don't worry we're gonna be right back right back here same time next saturday night 
for my co-host, I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Good night, guys, and uh, oh, thank God I didn't completely botch wrestling roulette. Holy crap. Survey says one more for the good guys. <laughs>